young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool, you may even think it is bogus, but I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing, something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you, something called grassroots. everyone welcome to another episode of grassroot podcast my name is aaron ashley simon and this is killer vh hall <laughs> i'm trying to be <laughs> and logos. wrap it up that's the sign for the wrap it up that end up that finger right when y'all do this if i talk too much let's go. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of grassroot podcast where it's not just about where you're going where you currently are but it's also about where you came from you guys already heard our guest that's here. I'm just, I'm just going to let him introduce himself already. Yeah. This is a, a grassroots first where we don't get to introduce yeah. the guest. The guest just buds in. Yeah, so I know. Introduce I know. yourself. Hey, how y'all doing out there, everybody? This is Denzel Washington. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I'm glad y'all tuned in today. You know, we're going to give y'all a good, uh, we're going to give y'all a good interview today. <laughs> so for those that don't know, it's not Denzel Washington. It is actually none other than Redman. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. How was your trip in? All right? It was good. It was good. Cool, cool, a little cool. traffic, but it was cool. All right. Smoked cool. the blunt on the way. Oh, well. I see you got bud up there. Too, <laughs> I see you. That's what's up. Shit. Yeah, he got like a like a bud alert. Like a, like he got bud vision. He's a like, whoop. He's like, bud alert. I see yeah. bud right there. Tuned in. No, I seen that shit when I walked in the room. <laughs> I had seen that before I met people. I was like, all right, he got the bud. We in the right place. Oh, oh man, oh man. So, but what, what what's up with you, Red Man? Like, what you got going on? Like, how are you doing? Um, I'm all right. You know, I'm 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 good. I'm. You know what? I, I wake up healthy, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. When I can wake up and uh and and appreciate that I don't have to wake up and someone have to feed me or someone have to put me in a wheelchair. Or mm-hmm. someone have to do things for yeah. me. That's enough. Yeah. And them babies I got is healthy. So, uh, you know, every day I get that feeling, man. I try to look at that as a as an inspiration when I get up, and my day be fine after that. You know. How's the How's the daddy role with being? You know, your daddy by day, rapper by night. You got five kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. How, how's that? It's It's great because you know what I learned to uh, balance that like maybe ten years ago, uh, on a business and. Being, cause I'm a good dad. Like I was, like I raised kids before I had kids. Mm-hmm. You, can you dig it? And uh, and and I was, I always been like uh, not that kind of dad that have people take my kids to practice or you know just be the dad in the house and then I'm gone. No, I'm like full time. Like my 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 schedule revolves around my kids, mm-hmm. and uh, they are at practice all week. So I learned that balance, and 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 now that they keep me young. They keep me young. I learn a lot of things. I'm learning how to fucking use coupons. What? What? I, I want to learn how to use a coupon in a shopping store. I'm in that. I'm in that kind of level. Like, oh, you're in full fledged dad. Yeah, mode. yeah. You know what? Because I go in the shopping store, I'll be spending like four hundred dollars. I have like eight items in the cart, and I'm not shopping correctly. So I'm at that level yeah. of. You know, in daddiness mode till where I'm trying to learn coupons. Are you at least on the Groupon level? 
See, I didn't even know that. It was a group call. Oh, you are missing out. I'm wilding right now, right? I'm wilding. You wilding, son. Not even put <laughs> nah, me on that brand. Nah, nah, I got you. Now, like, Groupon, Groupon is, like, essentially kind of like coupons, but it's more sort of like the virtual form. So, like, if you want to take your kids to, like, uh, a special place to, to play or, or go to the spa or anything like that, they got Groupons that can show you who has sales and everything going around where you live. So you can take your kids and have fun and have it be... Cheap oh, wow. fun too. Wow. I'm with saving money. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. It's the move. I would go for it. I use it for everything. Trust me. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but I mean, so let's get into it. So, you know, for those that don't know, I mean, you're what I call a renaissance man of rap, meaning you've done everything from music to acting to executive producing to producing. You've done pretty much everything. Mm. But for those that are ignorant to that, who is Red Man? Good fucking question. Um, <laughs> Redman is a, I would say, an all-around, rounded artist mm-hmm. that, that uh, I don't know, that likes to, uh, don't, don't like to be in the box. Like, even when I got down with EPMD, uh, my way of surviving in this game all these years was going left when everybody went right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to take challenges in music. Music is my life. This is what I do. So my fans, my core fans that know me, they know me for for being the the guy that brings a more fun out the game that I'm doing rap, not just, you know, uh street rap and uh mm-hmm. you know uh uh, telling my story about what I did in life. Everybody got a past life where they did dirt, but I don't really rely on that as, you know, my character. My character is all the way around it. I can do, I could do a movie over here and still come back and do Muddy Waters 2 and still be accepted where a lot of artists, where they go over here, veer to the movie scene, they don't really get back accepted. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So me and my boy, Meth, we've been blessed to be... You you know what to put a to put a word on who I am and even who my crew is like far as meth what we built we're like the blue collar workers of rap mm-hmm. we're the people's champion when people come around us they feel comfortable mm-hmm. they don't feel intimidated they don't feel intimidated <laughs> to talk they they feel at home. Mm-hmm. They get what they see in a the movie. They get what they hear on a record. Mm-hmm. So they they get a hundred total percent me, my character. So I would say we like the blue collar dudes of rap. And I get that too, because even when you put out records, I mean, I've followed you for God knows how long. I'm sure everyone in this room has. And you're one of the people where you never really relied on a lot of the things that you've done in the past. You've been a very kind of happy-go-lucky rapper that just can rap his ass off and still just be himself yeah. when he's away from the mic. That's exactly. that's rare, you know what I'm saying, for yeah. you to... Do you even hold yourself to such a high regard? I don't know. No, you, I don't. That's that, the thing that's, that's I always wanted, and I've known I you don't. for a while, but people... I know people that hold you to a high regard. I know I do, and I know Aaron does. A lot of people yeah. do. But, I mean, do you put yourself in that legend bracket the way everyone else does? Like, no. Good fucking question, <laughs> This fucking guy. That's why he's my boy. You know what? I don't. I, I, I don't for a reason because I ain't asked for it. Because I started out as a DJ. Like, I, I ain't expect none of this at all. I ain't expect to be, like, one of the top ten for all these years. And I just love what I do. So I'm very humble mm-hmm. on when people say, uh, yo, you don't know what you did. Or you know you've been in my top two, my mm-hmm. top five. And even when well-known artists come up to me and let me know, um, 
you know, my uh, my strength in the game. I'd be like, wow, I've really been putting in work. And only thing I've been doing is just enjoying my craft, mm-hmm. enjoying this game for what it is. So, yeah, you're right. I don't. So is, is it specifically like that mindset that helped to keep the longevity of your career? Because... I, I mean, I was I was fairly young when you were really out. Like mm. I was probably like five years old or anything. Mm. But I do have uh, I do <laughs> I do have Damn. family members. Um, my my <laughs> uncle's cousin is Scoop from Dos Effects. So like I've heard about the rap scene back then. I grew up with you know mm-hmm. rap and everything like that. But you know, there's very few rappers from back then that are still doing what they do on a high level. So yeah. how, like, how are you able to keep that longevity? Ooh. Uh. Good fucking question. Um, <laughs> ding ding ding. Yo, we gotta put we gotta put yeah, a sound for every good question. Good question. Hey, you know what? Uh I, I I surround you know, it's there are artists that that it's a lot of artists that came out in my era that's that's not surviving, and there's some that's still surviving. Um and and how how I did it is I guess my circle, my crew. Um, from Eric Sermon to Keith Murray, you know, to Mev, to to anybody out the woo, um, even my immediate circle, uh, my dudes I grew up with around my way in North. Um, you know, I, I, I only thing I could say for that is it's it's a blessing. It's a mm. blessing that God uh, you know, put me on the right path to balance, to have that balance. To not go so far to the top where I ain't got nowhere to go, where I, where only where I have to go is down and so low till I can't even reach. I'm like still in that boundary of winning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still have room to win. Um, am I doing fine now? I'm doing great now. Like long as my bills is paid, excuse me, paid, and my kids are healthy. Like I said earlier, I'm great. I still have room to grow. So I think that's what brings that kind of balance of how am I still levitating in this game, how I still got this, you know, how I'm still relevant in this game because I still have room to grow. Like my fans are, yo, my fans are, yo, shout out, I love my fucking fans. Shout out to all my fucking fans because they keep me rooted too. Mm -hmm. They are some, they are some tight, jealous Overprotective motherfuckers over me. A cult? Yeah. They love... Yo, if I tap out and do... They don't give a fuck who it is. I could say, I, I want to do a song with this person. They be like, uh-uh, 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 uh <laughs> No. I tried to tap into something, like a little, just a little bit, a little music. They was like, Red, you dope, but no. Uh-uh. We love you, but no. I immediately turned that shit off. I listened to my fans. So my fans keep me grounded as well. They let me know the real. Um, they help me. They help me spread the word on who I am. When I drop shit, when I drop a freestyle, they circulate that shit because they like to brag. They be like, "Yo, we know who your favorite rapper is, but you see, my favorite rapper still been banging since '92. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, we still rocking over here. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my cult and who we are is still rocking. They feel that energy. They feel yeah, even though he's older now, but he's still shutting niggas down in the BET ciphering. Mm-hmm. He's still going. So yeah, my whole circle, my whole area, my whole. My crew, my immediate crew, they keep me grounded, and that's why I'm still here talking with you. 
So it's, so it's interesting that when we were talking about longevity, you brought up saying like, if my kids are good, my like, you know, if I'm good, everything's mm-hmm. good. So, you know, how has your perception or your definition of success changed over time? Because even with Jay-Z and 444 and everything like that, like you could tell his mindset, his, his perception has changed as mm-hmm. he has grown. Yeah. So as an artist that's been around for quite a long time, how has your perception or definition of success changed? It's a good fucking question. It's a fucking great question. You know what? Yeah, great question. Because I even question myself on that. Like when I hear like my peers that I came in the game with on what they talking about now in the record. Um, yeah, Jay-Z is fucking rich, man. He, you know, what the fuck he's going to talk about? Man? He can't talk about the streets no more. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. can't talk about uh, what he can do which is a smart man and what I what I what I do myself and which I still do that really hasn't changed my perception really hasn't changed because I'm still kind of here like I can I can I can go out and sell 2 pounds and it won't be nothing niggas I can go out and sell 2 pounds or two motherfuckers I used to sell shit to and they still look at it like oh shit nigga all right cool mm-hmm. and and it's it won't be nothing um, that's how still grounded I am because I ain't rich. Bottom line, I'm not rich. Mm-hmm. So I could still talk about level of shit that, you know, maybe Jay-Z can't talk about because I'm still here. Like, I'm still at a place where anything can happen. Where I'm walking with my kids, I could get tested, I could be walking to the store. I'm usually by myself. I never had a bodyguard in my life. Mm-hmm. So... I could still talk about being grounded, walking around Manhattan, walking uptown on 145th. I still do that mm-hmm. because, I don't know, I like, that's that's the kind of guy I am. So my perception of the game now from what I used to talk about is just like, hey, hustle up yourself. Hustling, I hustle myself. I hustle myself through this rap game. I hustle my talent. I don't hustle weed or bullshit no more. I hustle my talent. So I kind of switch that into there and I try to show the young people this is how I do it not even through the words through my little Instagram drops Mm -hmm. or anything I do they just get inspired they be like yo this nigga working so that builds up hype for the album that builds up my perception on how I survive in the game and which is just strictly basically honestly I ain't gonna lie like, cause sometimes you know motherfuckers talk around you like it's big business like you know Mm -hmm. motherfuckers get around you and you know, they try to talk big words and shit like, you know, okay, you know, I you don't you I I don't know what they talking about, but I use my same uh outlook in everything I do, business, whatever. It like the drug game. You can't come out on the block unless you had a raw. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got that good, they're gonna run your ass back in there. If you ain't got good, you ain't getting no sales. All right. All right, you are the motherfucking distributor of your shit. You know how it moves. You know what kind of money you're supposed to get back. Same thing of the rap game. You know what kind of music you got to put out there. You know you doing bullshit. You know you got to tune that crack up mm-hmm. and get the motherfuckers eardrums. Give motherfuckers eargasms. If you ain't giving them eargasms, take that shit back in because you're going to get ran off the block by real MCs mm-hmm. like me, JD Kiss, fucking Meth. We, we out here. We still out here. Mm-hmm. So everything is just like the drug game to me. And that's how... I use that. I implement that into this business and keep that shit rolling. 
Yeah. Nothing yeah. different. I think, and I'm, I'm assuming that's what prompted you to post a video, which I thought was inspiring. Because you were, I just remember you being in the studio, and you were like, look, the place is fucked up. There's a cardboard box, but guess what? I'm working. And while I didn't see, like, one bad comment, everybody was like, yo, that's that's some real shit. Like, he's just in the studio working. He don't exactly. give a fuck about nothing, like, exactly. just recording. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's dope. And I think that's one of those things where it's full frontal, where you can't, I'm not bullshitting for the cameras. I'm not bullshitting for, you know, the, the cliche things that rappers do i'm i'm in shit i ain't washed i'm just laying records out because i want to give you all the best product and i think that was admirable that's Uh, right but you know what Uh, what else about that too that same clipping is that first of all like i said man my fans is is cult so they dedicated so everybody knows that that same place i showed on my ig is the same mtv crib Mm -hmm. that i had on mtv crib so they know i'm not bullshitting Mm -hmm. they know the boarded up window somebody broke my window (laughs) it's cool you know i had to board my shit up all that shit that's in the house they know that's my shit it's not for show and tell Mm -hmm. not to show that i'm gritty it's not to show that i don't want to spend money i like being no is they know that that shit is real so that's why people felt that shit because uh it was kind of a message that i was giving out to people i know it was kind of a a little shot mm-hmm. um because i love them and I, I wanted to show them like no nah, i'm not living in no glamorous shit i'm not my family got a glamorous shit my kids live in glamorous shit yes i take yeah they drive the big shit they live in a glamorous house me i prefer this mm-hmm. and my fans really know that and when I did that dropping on IG and shit it was to let a couple of motherfuckers know that's in my immediate circle like yo listen nigga I got this right here but I'm fucking working bruh mm-hmm. I ain't out driving like y'all niggas I don't drive no hot cars or whatever my car out there I had that shit since 2002 do I got money to go buy any car I want right now hell yeah but I drive my pop's piece of shit truck. Mm-hmm. He's a Vietnam vet, and he got a Vietnam vet tag so, on the back. Salute. So, so when I, so when I drive and cop see that tag, they be like, "Let me lean his nigga. Bro. I ain't gonna get nothing out of him, but yelling and problems." So yeah, everything is grounded. My 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 cult know I'm grounded, and that was real. That's why I was a good inspiration. I, I have a I have a curious question. You know. There's a lot of young new rappers and young new artists, and a lot of times it's once. Some of it's good. Some of it's good. Some of it's good. I ain't gonna lie. Well, not even like addressing their music, but just like how when artists, and it's not even artists, even like when players get drafted into the NBA, like they like to get the glitz and the glam. But mm-hmm. for you, you're saying like, nah, you're, you're comfortable being in the position you are in. Absolutely. Now, for those who kind of look at those young artists and negatively talk about like, yo, why are you getting this Rolex? Why are you spending money on this? Why aren't you giving money to your family? And this, this, that. I want to know from someone who was in that experience in life where you were making money, where you could have spent it, you might have spent it on some jewelries, and and for you to tell your experience for people who will look at these young kids now and and look at it negatively that they're buying like grills that are mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand dollars and crazy stuff like that. Well Another good question. Both of y'all are fucking excellent. <laughs> I love my roots interview. I just want to let y'all know. Um for your question look hey hey I'm gonna tell you something the since the eighties the 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 uh the money 
far as the money bracket of rap and having money, you know, grossed, you know, like, you know, in the eighties, they was bomb benzes and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And in the nineties, we was bomb benzes. Then we moved to Bentley's and, Mm -hmm. you know, bigger shit and the Maybacks. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it came to the Lambos because the money Mm -hmm. progressed as the game grew. Um, Every artist, uh, especially that came from the street, every artist is going to have a time where they just going to be blowing money. All these young cats are young. They are young. And I look at them too. I'll be like, wow, the money bracket has really grown because they actually can spend like a, a meal on a chain and not even look at it. Where back then, our chains wasn't even that much. It didn't even cost that much. Mm-hmm. So our bracket was low. But I look at it as now every artist will have their little time. They got a flash. I, I mean, I did it too. I ain't going to lie. I, I had like five cars sitting around. I spent like five, maybe like 300 grand on rims, just rims on each car. Like when the spinners came out, I had spinners on four cars. And them shits was like 50 grand a piece. And you already know the work on it. Like I had them on like uh, four or five cars. So yeah, we will go through that uh, that phase of spending money and, and glitz and glamour. But then it's like you come to a point to where you do you really need it. And me, I came to a point real early. Like actually, I, yo, you can ask Kevin Lowes, Leo Cohen, any of them like when I dropped my shit, I was tight in the ass with my money. I didn't give a fuck about that. And then, like, around my third album, when I started going to the gym and started, you know, getting it to <laughs> me. Yeah, I started Stop feeling stuff. I was like 26. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? Let me go blow to some of the... Because they used to say Redman is one of the tightest Jewish rappers in the game back in the day. Because I, I still have money from EPMD. But uh, I started blowing shit, blowing it, blowing it. And I was like, wow, shit can get real and then shit did get real Mm -hmm. a couple of times Mm -hmm. and now i have a better outlook that uh that uh, i i i I never was an artist that uh was looked at or was accepted because of what i rocked i wasn't Mm -hmm. i don't dress i don't i wasn't never jeweled up to be like yo that nigga always on board. Nah, they just respected me for the rhymes and me body and shit. Mm-hmm. So I just left it at that. Do you also feel like what contributes to it is also the different revenue streams? Like the revenue streams now is very much different from how it was very before. Different. Yeah. Like even like, um, so the job that I work at, we interviewed Irv Gotti and he was like, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, there was, or up to mid 2000s, there was never a time where guys like him that are from the hood were making more money. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Um, the, like the revenue stream, is, first of all, you got the internet. You got so many revenue streams that these artists can make money on. Like you can make a million dollars on YouTube or doing the right thing through your social media. We never had that. Mm-hmm. We really just had the arm revenue stream was either either we was getting a percentage of the records we sold or getting a deal. Um, because, you know, we ain't have none of that 360 deal crap back in the day. We got real deals, real bread. One thing I can say about us in the in, in the 90s that we got real bread. Like we the record labels, everybody was family. So we were spending money like, you know, the car services from, you know, and, and us making money from the shows. You know, we might make a little endorsement money from a couple mm-hmm. of commercials that was going. It's not too much of a. It's more larger now, that base, but we had our little door openings and 
basically our money was from shows and little percentage we got from the label and and the deal money. We waited for that deal to come in. Mm-hmm. Once that deal came in, we know we get that advance. We moving. We concentrated in advances and publishing and show money. Now, man, you can go. Ah, uh, you can get money from anywhere right now. You can start any. You can start your website. You could go get your money through your YouTube. It's just so many revenues you can tap into, and I'm tapping into them as well. So, yeah. Now Good let for me, you. Now let me ask you. Um, you're obviously comfortable in your own skin, uh, just present day and things that you've been through. Mm-hmm. When you see like rappers, I guess, kind of uh, stunting on the gram and flashing all this jewelry and, and things like that, do you start to feel like it's more repetitive than anything else or it's, it's not really organic at this point? <laughs> yeah, you know it's not organic. <laughs> That's why Jay had to talk about that money to the ear shit on this album because I know he got tired of it, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people took that to offense, but it is what it is. Um, you know, like a lot of things is repetitive now. Even some of the music, most of the music is just repetitive. The same look, the same jump. Um, and these new artists know it because, you know, I talk to some of these new artists and, and some of these new artists be like, nah, man, we don't be, you know, we don't be on that shit. We fuck with niggas like y'all. That's we crazy. listen to y'all. Like for example, like I fuck with uh I, I fuck with the ASAP game heavy because mm-hmm. they 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 uh like you know, even when me and Meth met him, man, they said, Man, nah, man, we don't be bump we bump a couple of new nigga shit, but we still listen to the nineties shit. That's how we rocking. Mm-hmm. And a couple of artists came up to me like that too. Like, you know, yo, uh we 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 know what's going on out here, but we still fuck with this shit over here, my nigga. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, most of it's repetitive, but uh, what are you gonna do? Is I think the radio need to bring balance to yeah. this shit. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. how, so I'm sorry, Brandon, but mm-hmm. so how do you feel about the upcoming artists that show that they don't care about the rap history? Like they don't care about artists like you. And they said, you know, I, I they were like, I don't listen to that music. That wasn't part of my era. So why do I have to really care about that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't, I, hey, look, I don't know. I, I tell you what I do think about it, you know. I think it's bullshit, you know. Yeah, I think you should know where you came from because mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't for us. Y'all motherfuckers wouldn't be here. Um, well, that just shows the respect. Listen, 90s era is the middle. I always say we the middle babies of this shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? So, of course, we're going to be spoiled. And, of course, we're going to be the best because we respected who we came from. What I think about that, that's to each his own. You know, mm-hmm. that person right there, whoever makes those statements, you'll see how far their career go. You'll see the level of respect people give them um, when, they're, when they're circulating. You'll see how far it go. It won't go long. It won't go long. When you don't show respect, you won't get respect in your future because you're going to end up, these new artists are going to be in and out so fast when these other new artists get, wait till the new new artists come in. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. Yachty and all, wait till these little niggas, they're going to be looking at these niggas like, oh, them little young, tight clothes wearing ass niggas, we don't rock like that no yeah. more. Yeah. And, and, and they're going to shut them out like real heavy. Like, nah, we don't, we don't wear dresses over here. Fuck them. I, we don't know what they, them era of niggas was doing. And they gonna, and watch, you'll see. And you gonna, they gonna feel that shit. And, and, and they gonna look at back at their shit like, yeah, damn, we was wearing dresses and yo, we was wilding, right? Yo, and, and, and so it's, it's just like you're preparing 
we the 90s work for the future like the 90s i could say that you know besides us being respectful of the people before us but we really opened the doors for the future the right way the, the correct way mm-hmm. and 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 that's what we expect the new era to do like we did i think we killed the game and just because most of y'all motherfuckers suck out there with the shows and some of this music we still have relevancy in y'all time, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like when we came out, when the 90s niggas came out, we made it hard for niggas to come back out. We made it hard for anybody before our era to come out, even though they were still swinging. But we were so flooded with shit. We made it hard. We made it hard for weak niggas to get in our game. We made it hard for motherfuckers wearing dresses to get in our game. We made it hard for even the era before us to really be coming back banging, even though they was, but it was just so flooded. But this new era now is like, yo, all right, y'all banging, but shit, man, even y'all new audiences tie y'all motherfuckers. Even the young kids is tired of y'all motherfuckers right now. Even old white men that know rap tired of y'all motherfuckers right now so it's like i sit back and watch and i'm usually the guy that just let things play out Mm -hmm. i'll never attack i never say nothing because bottom line this rap game opened doors for our culture especially Mm -hmm. men like us brandon Mm -hmm. and then allow and allow and then allow the uh anybody young to come in and provide for their family provide for their kids send their kids to school so i can never diss the new era but for your question, if they want to learn respect and want to get respect, they got to learn to grasp where they came from, man, just like we did. And you'll see the game would be better for them, man. So, I hope I wasn't too long. Y'all could cut and chop no, no. some of that, that was shit. perfect. That was what you talking about? We like it like this. Need nah, that's perfect. I mean, just touching on what you're saying, respect is important. You know what I mean? And I think that them knowing where they came from, their origin based off of you guys is important for them to know. So, I mean, who is somebody that, you know, you come up with listening to and you've uh, been inspired by and you kind of said, damn, I got to, I want to reach that, that height or, or, or touch fans the way that they have at some point in my career. God damn, Brandon. Shit. (laughs) Um, you know what, uh, fucking good question. Who do I, who do I admire right now? In the motherfucking game, in the rap game, it could it could be, it could be music because music is universal. Music, so yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Um, uh, ooh, 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 uh, hmm, hmm. Fucking good question. Wait a minute, let me look on my iPod here. You know what? Only person I can really, it's a lot of people I could say. I mean, you know, like. Like honestly, for me, like when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I see my peers still doing it, Brand, mm-hmm. when I bump into, uh, if I bump into Jay Z, even if I run into Nas, even if I, if I see anybody in my peers that's still moving, I get inspired. Mm-hmm. Like I run into De La Soul, uh, nigga. I ran into. Kango Kid from UTFO. And when he said, Yeah, no, I'm touring, I said, God damn. I said, I got some more years to go. Yo. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like we're on some real shit. When I see my peers before me, like Big Daddy King, when I see Rock Kim on the gram, yeah. when when I see 
nigga, when I see EPMD still on the shows, I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers came out in 88 and they still moving. Yeah. Nigga, when I see Gladys Knight on tour, yeah. Yeah. when I hear Gladys Knight on tour, I'm like, Gladys, and she's, Gladys Knight is incredible, just to mm. put that out there. Yeah. All these years, she still has the legs, the ass, the beauty, the look, the beautiful black skin, like she's been drinking water. <laughs> I love Gladys Knight. And when I see her on tour and to hear her on tour, bruh, or I hear or I, I hear anybody on tour, even the stylistics, nigga. Like, yeah. I go to a city, I, I, you know, I might be in town at night. I hear the stylistics is going to be in town. I'll be like, yo, they might not be getting the same money as they get, but they're still relevant moving. Not to our audience, but they still have shit going on in there. So I'm like, I get inspired from that. Yeah, I get inspired to knowing that I still have some years to go before I can say, all right, you know, I don't want to be no 55-year-old rapper. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Motherfucking um, Grandmaster Flash and them be rocking. Yeah. They still be torn. How am I sit here and put a a, a lifeline on my, my career? I ain't know. Uh, I'm going to be too old. Nah, fuck that, nigga. If I could pick up a mic at motherfucking 65 years old and shut that bitch down, I'm going to be out there with a walker and a mic. Shutting that bitch down, rolling out there on my shit, <laughs> on a wheelchair, shutting it down, and that's my inspiration. That's my inspiration. Money's not the inspiration. Everybody know you can. There's motherfuckers with money now that wish we they had our health. There's motherfuckers with yeah. money now that wish they had my feet, my that's heart, true. my lung, my eyes. So I ain't worried about that. I'm good with that. But that part right there, Brent, is what gives me that inspiration to keep going. Seeing my peers, seeing the culture before me still moving. That's that respect that 90s had. Mm -hmm. But all the people that you name, the reason why they're able to stay around is because they had classics. classics. People, like, I, I don't think artists now are really focusing on classics. It's That's always right. like the new, the new, mm -hmm. the hottest. But you never hear classics and i want to ask you like how hard is it to make a classic it's hard good question it's fucking it's it's you know what it's hard when you try to make a good classic you get in there in the studio any producers in this bitch know when you say all right we're gonna get in here and make a classic that shit never goes mm-hmm even when a producer do a beat for you he say yo i got it i got it and you hear it and it's just like yeah and then the beat that they didn't concentrate on, you like, that is that shit. New artists right now, some of them do microwave music, like what's hot now, mm -hmm. and it's in and out. Nigga, one day I was listening to the radio, and this was on Hot 97. This was just like a year and a half ago, my nigga. And they said, yo, we gonna go back. We gonna go back to a classic. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and that motherfucker threw on Versace, Versace, Versace. Mm. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait, what? Wait, we need that rewind. Wait, Listen, wait, yo, he said we're going back. That, too, that let me know how fast the game moves. These niggas don't even breathe. They time expectancy is this much. Like he said, when I tell you this motherfucker said we going back, 
He said, we going back. I'm thinking, all right, this motherfucker about to, this motherfucker about to throw on some motherfucking uh, uh, leaders of the new school or some shit, some tribe or something. Because that'd be dope if he going to break right out this new shit and go into some shit like that. We're going to go back. And that nigga doing, for such a, for such a, for such I was like, yo, that is a classic. That's old right now. I just heard this two years, three years ago. What, I need to know what DJ that was. Yo, listen. <laughs> yo, it was wild. It, yo, it was wild, man. And 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 we made timeless music. Yeah. Like, we made timeless music. Um, we used samples. We used... Most of our music is talent because... Uh, t- um, timeless, sorry, because of samples we used, how mm-hmm. the hooks was in the mm-hmm. song, the feel good of the song. We had feel good music. We had this or this. Everything is what? One movement. Up, down, bounce, right? Mm-hmm. There's no dynamics. So how could you have feel good music when every music is this? Yeah. Motherfuckers don't want to just do that all day. Even the audience, the young audience is going to get to a point, damn, that's the only thing we did was jump. We ain't have no step music like R. Kelly. We ain't have no R&B groups to give us that mm-hmm. feel good music to dance with a chick to none of that. So their music now is just for the time, which is cool, which is generating them bread because they got outlets far as the social media to work that. You know, and, and going back to your question, too, um, along with them making that kind of music that's not timeless is the radio. I, I blame a lot of shit on the radio, not giving them that balance, not giving them that balance to show them you can do music like this and win mm-hmm. instead of just doing a one frame sound of music. Um, the radio does that as well. Um, they're, they're, and also, we, we depended on good albums. Back in the day, yeah, we depended on that. Now it's single driven. Yep. So when the producer comes to you and say, "All right, I I I want a beat from you," what is he going to try to do? Is he going to try to just give you an album cut? Nah, that motherfucker going to try to give you the single, so you can bounce, so he can get his publishing, so you can get your publishing, Mm -hmm. and it's all money driven. You got motherfuckers that ain't even drop an album yet; they just banging off singles, yeah, yeah, singles. So yeah, they're going to try to compete. Yeah, they want that MTV stage with everybody. Yeah, they want to be in that circle of saying, I'm that new nigga. So, they, they on one frame of mind. And that's untimeless music. Yeah. You know? Now, speaking of untimeless music, when is Muddy Waters 2 coming out? <laughs> like The first one, obviously, is a classic, uh-huh. classic. And that's for the DJ out there that played the other record. That wasn't that Muddy Waters is a classic, classic body of work. Uh-huh. Let's be clear on that. That's right. When is two coming out? Uh, two coming out uh, as soon as I get finished paying these samples. Okay. All right. I ain't doing no Kickstarter, <laughs> and, and I, I, even though I should, because you know, like a Kickstarter, you know, people think a Kickstarter just for motherfuckers who ain't got no money that can't do no. Nah, a Kickstarter is just to invite fans that want to be a part of your project Mm -hmm. you know you got rich motherfuckers out there that got money that just want to spend they like what i could be a part of muddy waters too and be in a video for this amount of money that's a done deal so i was thinking about doing that but i was like nah i'm gonna stack my bread hustle up and pay for these samples like for example one of my songs uh i'm using uh a james brown sample that that song cost me 10 grand one song cost me nine grand. And now you're doing this independent now, right? Absolutely. Okay. So everything is out the pocket. Um, 
I'm gonna drop singles this year, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna drop the album in the, in the springtime. So I want I want to promote it the right way because mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it back to teasers. I'm gonna drop teasers like we used to do, yeah. and I'm gonna drop. You know, I'm gonna just have fun with it. You mm-hmm. know, because I you know I I am getting older, but I am smarter, mm-hmm. and I work smarter and just instead of harder now. So I, I plan right. Um, I, I try to schedule right now. You mm-hmm. know, back in the day at Def Jam days, we were spoiled. We was just like, all right, fuck it, miss the album date, fuck it, push it back, yeah. push it back. Not knowing that shit cost the money mm-hmm. and all this shit. So I'm learning that. Sorry, anybody <laughs> in the room that we gave problems on back in the day. But I, I learned that now being independent and uh, you'll get the album when it's done the correct way and I will say the first beginning of the year but I am dropping a lot of music this year before you know the new year come in so tune in alright that's dope now and it's on InGroove too it's distributed through InGroove okay now independency what does that mean for you you know you you, as long as I've known you you've been signed to major label you've had uh, you know great deals what does that mean for you now uh, Redman without a deal where's your mindset (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> sometimes it's a pain in the balls yeah it is um but I, i'm learning sometimes you just gotta me and meth was signed to def jam for like 19 years my nigga we yeah. just had our independency like maybe five years ago yo four wow. years ago mm. so we've been under the umbrella like we've been just you know that we was the babies we was just like you know like you know all right red we left def jam like they ain't even let us go we left we was like you know it's our time now mm-hmm. y'all getting flooded with the new artists and y'all losing the control of y'all platform of how y'all ran things we thought so uh you know the independent game right now my nigga is just it's it's a great learning experience but you have to be on your a game and you have to know you one thing I can say, it, it it allowed me to be a more businessman because I always, even when I was under Def Jam, I never liked the middleman. Like, all right, you know, if, if you was in my era, when how they used to do artists, we used to have to roll around with the fucking, uh, what's the motherfucker that take us around to the radio? A promo? Publicist? Pub, some, yeah, something like that. I forgot. If, don't take this as a disrespect. But, you know, when we roll around with somebody, it's just like, all right, here's the artist. Yeah, artist, this is so-and-so. So-and-so, and we have to, uh-huh, and then we go do the interview. All right, Bob. All right, everybody take a picture. And then slap. Same routine, you know, just as, but now I'd like to do that. I was, I was always the guy, excuse me, that always liked to come in myself. What's good, bro? How you doing? Let's, let's go to work. Who you with? Now I'm I'm by myself, bro. I don't have no manager with me. I do this, and they ex they love that. So for new artists, that's a little tip to y'all and shit. Uh, a, a person, if your manager's there, cool. They they are to introduce you. You go shake their hand. You reach out. Hi, how you doing? I'm so and so. Thank you for having me at your radio station. Thank you for having me here. I'm very appreciative of other people' business now mm-hmm. and other people' time now. And I learned to kind of, if a person couldn't do this at this time, I learned the respect of saying, okay, when can we meet? Let's talk about it and get it. Just the whole business surrounding of taking care of business, I learned. I think I needed that. And that's what this independent game, mm-hmm. game gave me. It gave me a sense of better business with people. And communicating with people and respecting other people's time. That is, yo, nigga, I don't let nobody 
fucking hit my phone during the day without saying good day. That's right, true. Brent? That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I, I don't I don't play that because if if I text you, brother, about something, about the studio, say if I did something in the studio, I left my shit in the studio. If I hit you today, I'm gonna be like, good day, bro. How are you? I left my shit in the studio last night. Is it there? I, because everyone has a life. You have a life. You wake up, everyone has a life in here. They might got kids or bullshit that they deal with. So I kind of respect people time. And that's what this independent game gave me. And now that I have that, I don't let nobody disrespect my time. And I do better business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do better business. So another thing that people are kind of waiting for and have been talking about earlier this year is the sequel to How High, the movie. What's what's going on with that? <sighs> How high has been written? You know, this between us. <laughs> How high has been written? And we didn't like the script. So we we got to send it back. It was a little political in the beginning. Universe. First of all, y'all know if we had say so on How High, that shit would have been out. We yeah. would have been on How mm-hmm. High 3 or 4 right now. But uh, for political reasons, it wasn't. Um, but Universal decided... They want to pick it back up. A company under Universal decided they wanted to pick it back up. I think it was Focus, maybe. Mm. They said they wanted to pick the movie back up. Um, my boy Meth told me the, like two weeks ago that they wanted a new artist in it from the new game. I won't even tell y'all. I won't even blow this shit up because motherfuckers be like, no! Get the fuck out of here! I wouldn't even want to shit, so I'm gonna keep my mouth closed on that. But I was like, what? I was like, nah, nigga. I said, let's, let's just get on the writing. Let's work with the writers. Let's be hands-on with them. Let's, you know, give them our ideas and let's get this script done. So... You know, back to the question, how high to is being written? Um, hopefully, uh, by next year, hopefully by this time we can be shooting next year. Or if not, I'm gonna take the money out of my pocket and do it my goddamn so. That would be dope. And, you yeah, know, she do Cheech and Chong style. <laughs> you know? Hey, I mean shoot, there have been movies on low budgets that have done tremendous. So tremendous. Fuck yeah. Well, That's my next move. Well, I know that Muddy Waters 2 is in, in, in the vault. Yes. But you did just release something that we would like to play on our, our platform, if that's okay. And, with, and we would like for you to introduce the record that you just actually put out. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, you are, well, it's under Firepower Records. Uh, I did it for my boy, uh, Dat Sick, EDM World. I'm tapping into the EDM World because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just energy. It's all I look at it as energy. I don't look at it as a different genre of music. I look at it as just energy. So, uh... You know, my boy, uh, that's sick. He's a big uh, guy, DJ in the EDM world. My boy, JCO, we started a group called 1000 Volts. And uh, we collabed on a joint called Monster. And it dropped yesterday uh, on Firepower Records. The video is off the hook. And uh, we're going to get into that jump off right now. So light a blunt up. And this is Monster, that's sick, featuring 1000 Volts, JCO and Redman. Let's get it. Sometimes in life you gotta be aggressive. You know, people push you to that limit of madness. So you need. 
need the right music to do that shit. 1,000 volts and that's sick. Yeah. Let's go. Pump the volume in the bass. Pull the mash. Show my face. White America afraid of my race. Homicidal flow killing the place. All the way up. Stratosphere at my fingertips. I'm above you niggas. Look at me now. Treat everything like a hair loss. I got plug for niggas. Ghetto certified credit. After the verse, you might need a medic. Women hang with the king like Coretta. My blunts come with tiny propellers. When you light it, you get excited. Are we a country? Are we divided? No communicating everything private. But when you talk, you might get indicted. I'm I'm so aggressive, 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 That's it? Yeah. I told you we're just getting into it. it, it I know, I know. We're gonna have to do a part two. We could do. We could listen. Like, if y'all got any more questions, just let me know right now, man. Like, I'm working with. Also, working with a a young lady out of Atlanta to uh, uh, Miss Amber Lachey. She's uh, she's young. She's uh, you know, I'm helping my sister out with her. So I got to shout her out because she's part of the team. my boy Ready Rock too. He's coming out with new music under Gilla House. My boy Runt Dog coming out with uh, new music under Gilla House. Um, but directing my top goal, Brandon, you know what the fuck I want to do is my top goal. Then I'm going to just end it. Okay. Besides me directing and coming out with different products. By the way, we're back guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're fucking back. <laughs> we're not going no fucking where. This ain't no secrets. We're back. You we know, just, this you is know. grassroots with no grass. We need to be lighting the grass, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, my top goal, I want to do and I say that's it and when I see it I'm gonna say alright I done conquered the world is designing a open toe high heel sandal for women mm. that's dope mm. I love feet okay. I mean, matter of fact I'm gonna be in Atlanta shooting a video me and Amber Lachey is gonna be in Atlanta, uh, Atlanta shooting a video I'm having a, a feet off I want women to come through. I'm going to let y'all know. Follow me on IG because I'm going to have some of the baddest feet come through for this video and some of some ugly ass feet coming through too. So y'all tune into my IG. I'll give y'all more information on that, but I'm shooting a video. I did a song called Fetish and uh, it was with me and Amber Lachey and it's just talking about women feet and uh, that's my goal. I want to design a high heel open toe sandal for women. And besides directing, and besides directing a porno, um, yeah, that's it. Wait, well, but what's well, the what's the hashtag? Like, Wait, what's the hashtag <laughs> going to be? Because you know we have all these challenges, like the mannequin challenge, what is it, like the open toe, non crusty challenge. Yeah, like, what listen, are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. No, what I what I'm going to do because I'm gonna have a I, I, I got this shot I've been dreaming about, like this, like because I, I want to direct. I take that shit serious, so I got this shot I want to do with feet. That I've been planning for like six years. So I'm gonna need like at least 20 beautiful feet. And then I'm gonna need a couple of busted ass feet. <laughs> like I, I seen a lot of them out there too. So come on over. We got a we got a spot for you called a toe-away zone. <laughs> I even started a website. My website, my website is called Intonesia. <laughs> and I ain't even started that yet. I haven't even started. I haven't oh, even man. tapped into that world yet. But it's called Intonesia. I'm going to have a calendar with just... <sighs> My shit is going... Yo, I'm going to have a calendar with just the, some of the baddest feet, yo. <laughs> Some of the baddest motherfucking feet. If I tell you my ideas, I have to kill you. But, yo, it's going to be fucking great. And my goal is to one day have my shoe on a beautiful feet of a star. 
Like somebody bad like Beyonce just rocking my shoes. I'm going to just shit a chicken right there all over the floor. <laughs> just see it. Be like, oh, shit, she did it. Jesus, I done hit the top. <laughs> and then everything else is going to be smooth sailing. I'm going to finish directing. I'm going to finish just doing this, building cars or whatever I want to do. So are we going to see you on QVC? QVC? Yeah, one of those like the TV shows where they sell like the, the, uh, the purses and bags, and, and they're just like, check out this new open toe shoe. And <laughs> I are you thought QVC couple? was like for like, uh, yeah, oh, the shopping. home shopping, yeah. yeah. But they they sell everything, dresses, like yeah, all everything. that. I thought it was like kind of for like you know cheap shit. I don't want much of them. No, 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 no. they don't always sell cheap stuff. They don't be no. having no Gucci shit on there. Yeah, they do. At times, they do. Yeah, yeah. they got expensive yeah. purses sometimes. They, they switch it up. Yeah. They 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 make it diverse. It's a higher end shopping uh, network. It's it's like it's just think of like those infomercials and shit. But it's, <sighs> this is a whole platform designed to yep. just for shopping. Dope. That's a good fucking idea. Then. I got you. I, I, that's I got a you. good idea. Yes, I would love to be a part of QVC. Sorry about that. <laughs> Anybody from QVC listening? <laughs> I would love to be a part of it because I seen it and any anytime I turn past QVC, I seen a little chain, a little item up there that was worth like twenty five dollars or something like that. So I never really tuned into the high end shit. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Well, I mean <laughs> you um, heard you heard it here first. You heard it here first. That's right. Yo, remember tune in. I'm trying to get that feet off in Atlanta. Women out there, if you got beautiful feet, come in. Uh, please tune in on my IG, Redman Giller, R E D M A N G I L L A, or on the Twitter at the Real Redman, on my or on my website, www.redmansworld.com, for more information. Or you can, I meant to bring y'all a gift too. Like, oh. I, I'm gonna send it to y'all too. I'm gonna send y'all a little package from the store. I got a store in Staten Island, uh, 827 Castleton Avenue. Uh, it's called Richmond Hood. Um, uh, you know, we're a lifestyle, good lifestyle store. We've been in business for like six years. Um, we 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 started off the smallest. Now we're number one in Staten Island. We do a lot of uh, events for the kids out there, a lot that's of skateboard cool. events. Good. And we're very communicative, and that's how we survive. So, you know, next event I have, you know. We yeah, yeah definitely. But I want to send y'all a package, too, so make sure I get y'all, you know, whatever, yeah. and I send it out to y'all. And uh, shout out to my squad, Def Squad. We just think about doing an album. Ooh, yeah, what? we just thinking about doing an album. What? You waiting for the end? Why are you waiting for the end? I'm trying to squeeze, squeeze I what know. I can right now, Hold bro. On. I know you ain't hold out that for the end. Yeah, come I know. on, bro. <laughs> like you tell, I love Eric. Tell Eric to get his big ass up and let's get this <laughs> shit going. Like I'm ready. Oh, like man. I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready because. You know, the game is so open now. We have room. Like, it, like when I hear niggas like Rakim dropping an album, I'm like, man. Like what I said earlier about dudes still on shows, I hear older dudes, peers before me, dropping albums. they like, yeah, I'm dropping an album. I'm like, you're dropping an album? Like, yeah, I'm dropping my shit. Busta Rhymes, my nigga. I talked to him a week ago. He said, Red, I'm dropping my shit. Yeah. I said, oh, no. Busta, that's... Buster, one of the only niggas I worry about. <laughs> Buster is my nigga. He he's my nigga. I I worry about like far as musically because me and him work so hard. Like he's a I'm in a studio. This nigga's in a studio, and when I mean this nigga's in a studio, he in a studio. I'm in a studio. So when he say he dropping, I'm like, this nigga is coming, <laughs> and Buster don't give a. 
about who's out, mm-hmm. what new niggas doing what. He just does he what he wants. Just, and, and that's how I am too. So so uh, tune in for Buster New Shit. I don't know the name of it, but I know that motherfucker coming. Dang, you know that? Oh my God, that just makes me so excited because you got like Missy's back, you got Buster back. Like, that's what yo, this shit's happen, crazy. Though, yo. Yeah. We need people like y'all to just come back and just drop, and show people what music really is. Not all this other shit just bars right bars needs to come back across the board on every platform but we can't but but let's let's be fair there are some new young artists that are oh, dropping yeah. bars oh, yeah. 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 No, no, no. Bars. yeah major bars yes I, I agree yes there's, there's I fuck with TDE yeah I yes. fuck with TDE 100%, 100%. I fuck with Cole yeah. heavy mm-hmm. yo I fuck with badass mm-hmm. yo I even yo I even fuck with Gunplay Gunplay is my nigga from yeah. MMG yeah. like I fuck with Ross I fuck with Ross because um, even though he's the new guy, but Ross loves this game. Yeah, his produ- like, and also his uh, production selection is amazing. Yeah, his, amazing. His songs, his selections. I thought I did a couple of shows with Ross. That just that just shows that yo that the game is you know we still here. Like it was a couple of shows I did with Wayne. I'm a '90s nigga. I'm still banging with these niggas, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. tell you yo Ross. I did a show with Ross overseas. The crowd. Talks. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not worried about nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and we both was out there rocking. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I got just as much, or if not more, how Ross performed. And it just goes to show where the world at right now. And Ross get Ross get busy. Ross loved this game. I fuck with that nigga since E E album. I picked that nigga up to take him to E House one day. Mm. I picked him up from the train station, gave him bud, took him out to E House one day. He had every rapper you heard of in the wings in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You forget he was in Atlanta before they was thinking about that shit. He was down there. He had all everybody down there around mm. him. And I ain't even know because I was a young kid too. So when I, I even picked Ross up and took him to E-House out there in Long Island. And now he's on stage. I'm still on stage with him. Rocking. From this Amazing. day, from when I picked him up, he's still coming. I'm still here. So yeah, I respect a lot of new guys. A lot of new guys be body and shit. But it ain't the masses to convince the average audience because mm-hmm. like like when you hear a, a regular white young white man on the street say this rap is garbage now now what happened to that you know that at least you know you got that right now and it's and it's and like i said when i run into some of these new artists be, that be having bars they be like yeah man now nah, when we fucking with that shit we listen to y'all niggas that's why we're rocking the way we rock all these other, they be fucking with them. Even my son. Listen, my kids range from 27. My oldest son is 27. And he, he think he's a young. And my youngest is the daughter. She's 13. All right. And my other son is 14. My son in college in Atlanta. He's 19. And my son in college in Virginia. He's 21. So I got all that range. And even they tell me, they be like, nah. Even my daughter, my daughter be there, you know, I listen to some of that pop, but you know what? Some of these young kids still listen to that 90s stuff. My son tell me, yeah, that music is for that radio kids. That's 
radio music pop. We don't listen to that. We still listen to 90s shit. So when I run into ASAP and them, ASAP Ferg, and when they telling me, nah, we we new niggas, but we bump y'all shit. Mm-hmm. We don't be bumping none of this new shit. Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 back to your question. Don't mean to take, get off subject, Not but good. but it ain't enough in the masses of new niggas that spit bars to make the audience believe the new game got this on lock. Yeah. yeah. When we came out, everybody on the block in my tier from boot camp click the red man to jay-z mm. to biggie we body shit so yeah we was bodying shit with lyrics and we was respected it's not enough of them it's not enough of them to say yeah we the new niggas like the er- 90s era bodying with lyrics we're not just bass and jump around in tight clothes and this and that we got bars it's not enough of them yeah so but it's enough of the other shit to make people believe like, yeah, they ain't got no bars. Yeah, but there's people, you know, I, I agree. There's there's definitely not enough. But the one thing that I'm observing is that it's it's starting to build and increase more and more, more. You know, when you had ASAP Rocky that came on, then he helped Ferg came on. That's right. Now another ASAP's about to come on and they're all coming up. Then you got Dreamville. Uh, uh, was it um, JID? JID. Mm-hmm. You got TDE. Mm-hmm. That those those groups are gonna start building and bringing more people in. Absolutely. I think it's gonna be a little bit slower because you kind you have to like spoon speed of uh, 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 spoon feed people. It's like a little bit here, a little yeah. bit here. But I have a feeling like when when J Cole gets to a point where he's kind of like retired music, and when Kendrick does. All they're going to do is, all right, let's find these lyrical dope artists and we boom, boom, we boom, and just keep turning around. Because I have, TDE, what they've been doing is bananas. 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 Yeah. Well, let's talk about these new artists right quick that's given that music and that feeling that you like. All right. All right. These new artists that you mentioned from TDE, J. Cole, Badass, none of these niggas use what? Autotune. Very good. Why do they stand out? Because when you throw they song on, you know who in the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to cipher yeah. who they are. You, When you go to a show, you're going to hear them. Presentation and, and presentation is, is, is so big with character when you're introducing yourself. If you're introducing yourself through an auto-tune... Who the fuck are you? Yeah. If everyone yeah. is doing auto tune, that's why it seems like to me from the outside looking in, it seems like you have these dudes over here, and then you have J Cole, TDE. So and you can name them. It ain't like these gangs of dudes over here. You got these dudes over here, and you have Kendrick, J Cole, Bad, and all the niggas that's not using auto tune over here. Mm-hmm. And these dudes are more respected to me. Um, ASAP and them don't use too much auto-tune. They might use it in a hook or whatever, but they try to stay original. So these guys over here that you just mentioned winning because they're not following the, 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 the I, I guess the thread and cloth of this era over here. They like, yeah. fuck that. They're like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. 
That's a good point. Well, I mean, and the, and the, and the fucking radio too, man. Let's not I, get off that. No, I was I was gonna <laughs> say, how do you think radio plays into that? The bastards. <laughs> One, look, I hope y'all progress to be a big radio station, and so y'all Thank can you. play the right music and balance, man. Because yo, it, it's not our fault that in our era, our DJs had balance. Okay, when they play our new shit, they play old shit. They play eighty shit. We have balance. Yeah. For example, um, women now. We need more women rappers. Like in our mm-hmm. era, we had... First of all, <laughs> this motherfucking... Ring. We had Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. Little Kim. We had the glamour. And, but them bitches were spitting bars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless. But our radio station also gave us Nefertiti. Yeah. Mm. Our radio stations also gave us Bahamadia. Yeah. You know, MC Light. MC Lights. Everybody still had balance to show them ladies, yes, you can win over here with Rockin' the Hills, but you can also win over here being Afrocentric if you want. Yeah. Same thing with R&B. What happened to that neo soul we used to get? Yeah. Because radios used to play that Erica, that Jill Scott. Mm. You know, that that neo-soul feel and we had balance. Yes, you can win doing Jodeci and, and R&B like this, but then you can win over here doing Afrocentric. We had balance. Uh, that was, I guess that was a big thing in our day to, to, to play records that we learned from or that you hear samples from and 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 you learn from the platform that we got our music from now everything is out the keyboard yeah and if yeah. they do reach for a sample or whatever it's not too rare and and the radio is not playing you can't just say turn on the radio right now and say all right i, I know i'm gonna get two hours of new music but i know at six o'clock they taking that bitch back yeah. Every day, not just at a certain point of a day or just on the weekend or on just on the mix show. I'm talking about major. Yeah. Major. Mm-hmm. We have balance. And I blame the radio as well with all this payment and getting paid and the record playing back to I even if I get out my car and get in my goddamn car one more time and hear the same song within the same goddamn mm-hmm. 10 oh. minutes, I'm gonna go up there and shoot somebody. <laughs> That don't make no goddamn sense for me to get out my car, to go buy a blunt, sit down and talk to a nigga for five minutes and get back in my car (laughs) and the same motherfucking song is on when there's so much talent out here that could be spreading and showing people that, hey, it's different genres of music and different rappers that's winning right now because there's tons of rappers out there that's doing it. Like it's, it's it's plenty of rappers out there that's banging, but we're not tuned in because they're they're not don't have enough money to get on that major look, yeah. that major platform. So yeah, the radio is just stringing them along right now. That's why everybody tuned in. To, look how some big satellite radio got now. Why? Because motherfuckers want to hear some balance. They like, all right, if these bitches ain't gonna play what we hear, I'm gonna go over here and tune in to Who Kid or tune in to Shady Shady Four Five or listen to K Slate. We gonna go over here because these motherfuckers is playing curse words and they don't give a fuck about balance. They don't give a fuck about the new niggas, especially K Slate. K, that's my nigga. He don't give a fuck about nobody. <laughs> if you ain't coming up there with the correct momentum on the or respect of this game. He don't give a fuck. He'll turn your shit right off, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. We don't need you here. And that's what we need in major mm-hmm. radio stations. So 
And best believe, especially with the Grassroots Podcast, uh, Brandon and I were talking about having some of these upcoming artists tell their stories. I gotta, if you want to talk about female rappers, keep your eye on this chick from Philly. Her name is Bree Steves. Bree Steves? She got bars. She yeah. is so good. I'm telling you right now. She got more bars than Natalie did that? She, she is you know good. Natalie I, know, I know who that is. Um... See, I haven't heard enough from Bree Steves. I've only heard a few joints. I've I'm only heard a few you. joints. See, but maybe it's because like I was able to hear yeah. certain stuff from her. She has like that versatility where she can go to like straight like just rapping, or she can get like the R and B where she's singing on the hook mm-hmm. and a little bit like that. Like mm-hmm. she's definitely dope. She's she's, she's dope. really dope. Yeah. She's dope. Um, Who else? Got, I, shout, I like, also shout out to Rhapsody too. The, I like yeah. um I like home I like um Missy girl from uh Philly. Um, bam, 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 Remember Miss oh, J? Jay? Oh, Jay. yeah. Yes. What's up with Miss J? Miss J, what's good with you? I see you out there. <laughs> we need you. Yo, it's another girl from uh, uh, Chicago too. I just like ran into her on a gram, man. Her name is Sha Candy. Sha Candy. Oh yeah, Sha yeah, Candy yeah. got bars. She's dope. Yes, she's dope. I like. She's I gave dope. her a couple of joints for her album too. Like we've been just reaching out, man. Her attitude is fabulous, man. Yeah. And yo, she got. Bars. Yo, Candy, listen. Don't worry about rapping on this trap shit to win. Yo, I'm telling you, if you just get some hard shit and spit, mm-hmm. trust me, and have some songs that you can look good on and do your thing for the women. <laughs> but if you just spit some bars and let loose, I'm telling you, you'll get that respect you need. Mm-hmm. Straight up. What do you think about the new, uh, what do you think about the female battle rappers, though? Do you tune in? I don't. I don't really tune in as much really? for what for whatever reason. For me, uh, I used to be a big battle rap dude, and then it kind of lost its luster. I felt like it got so. Before it was like gritty, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I, I bought into what, the it. And female or the male or bo- both, all in both, wow. all in general. Wow. And then it got to the point where I felt like it was more commercialized, where it's now this big thing where I don't. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and also like, they don't they don't even allow they don't even allow I feel like people don't even allow rappers to even do battle rapping. It's like, oh, they got a beef. It's like, no. Yeah, like and that's the thing. this is what hip hop is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a healthy competition. It don't right. mean it is a beef. Like you guys can battle it out and then be friends. But yeah. it's just like mainstream, I guess certain people they're not used to that. So they're like, oh, uh, Remy and Nikki are beefing. Nah, that is what hip hop is supposed to be. You're supposed That's to be right. like, you wanna, you're the best. All right, let's go studio. Come on, That's song right. song, rap rap, right. verse verse. Let's do it. So, Not like this Twitter finger crap. That's so going who won on. that battle between who? Uh, Remy and. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I gotta go with Remy. I think mm-hmm. I gotta go with Remy for a number of reasons. One between you know the the uh, the, the disc record obviously that was put out the first one I don't know why she Sheather? put out the second one Sheether yeah I don't know why she put out the second one I can't speak on that but yeah, the first one, one I'm good with on top of it y'all then show up to the same event and then you're supposed to go on be it Nikki's supposed to go on and then you kind of don't go on just because now Remy bought out every female hip hop legend known to man <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> Yes, I I know about that. Yes, well, well tell me at, s- me at Summer Jam, she was scheduled to perform. Apparently, uh, who? Uh, I don't uh, know Nikki? If I say this. Well, I, it's uh, fucking uh, insider, but yeah. So apparently, Nikki was supposed to perform. Um, 
did not perform because prior to Remy is there and she brings out everyone. She brings out Cardi B, uh, MC Light, fucking Queen Latifah, uh, Lady of Rage, uh, just pretty much everyone. <laughs> and wow. then they're all new and old. Yeah, new and old, and are now championing her in the back of her while she's performing Sheether. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, from what I heard, her counsel said, We're not going on. Okay. We can't go on. We can't go on like this. There's no way you can come out after that, which. If I'm her counsel, you better thank her. <laughs> thank right. them, rather, because mm-hmm. they saved you. But, yeah, I mean, I think that she is a little bit more aggressive. She's really with that culture of just battling. All right, you want to diss me? I'm going to put out a record. Now I'm waiting for your response. Not the, you know, I think, uh, especially with, with the three records that she dropped with, you know, with Wayne and, and, and Drake, I don't, I don't think that that made sense. Mm-hmm. In, in in the climate of things like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense and I think that's why I didn't really it kind of just boiled over with the great shouldn't records be bring, you shouldn't be bringing other artists and, on and, it's between you and that yes, artist that's exactly. it and I think that that discredited her you yeah. know what I mean the records I think are great records yeah definitely but I think from a discredited aspect it's a beef <laughs> you can't go bring in other people and think that you, you're you going to make these radio records to be disc records it doesn't work like that it worked no. for Drake obviously it worked for Drake but that's you. You in a different space. Drake is relevant in, in dropping consistency in mm-hmm. records. You 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 haven't done that in, in quite some time. So yeah. it kind of adds to the oh, you need backup kind of That's, feel. Wow. So wow. That, that but not was, taking away from Nicki at all. It's just in that situation, it just felt like, you know, Remy kept to the the true core of hip hop yeah. with it. I think Nicki was a little too commercialized with it and it's like nah you can't do that you gotta bars for bars you versus Remy that's it no one else don't bring Drake into it don't bring Wayne into it don't bring anyone just you two first of all they need to just stop that shit (laughs) they need enough women in the game for them two to ever be fighting anyway they're young they'll get over it I just wanna encourage more women please more women come into the game man it's so much room it is like y'all have so much fucking room to 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 enter this uh hip hop game, R&B game, but you cannot follow what's going on. You have to veer left, you have to be creative, you have to be original to win. It's a little more harder for females to win in this rap game. But please, there's so much an open door like encourage these females every time you talk. Yeah. Encourage these women to like make some songs, come out and 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 and, and know that they have room to make a living in this rap game, a real successful living too, if they do it right. Mm-hmm. Mel- males too, if they do it right. It's yeah. just so goddamn. It's both. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's clap it up for Red Man. Thank you so that. much for Appreciate being. She gave me the wrap it up voice. You heard her just <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know. You see this shit? It's independent. This is we gotta get a no. studio. Oh, <laughs> she got. All right. Well, let's cover it. You see this shit? You know, I, I, you I got to get some extra. Do you know? Listen, everything you <laughs> no, said was you. golden. Thank you, man. Appreciate, no, appreciate you coming. You know, we we definitely like like we said, this platform is open for artists or anyone to speak their truth to yeah. open up about their past their present their future and yeah. anything yeah. unfiltered straightforward and unedited and unedited and unfucking edited that's and right. that's what great. we're all about so thank you Red Man yes. for coming thank you, thank you for having me thank, thank, you, thank you for thank having you, me I'll you. be back whenever y'all need me my definitely man. my name is Aaron Ashley Simon and I'm Killer B.H. Hall and I'm Red Man in the building and thank you for tuning in to <laughs> Grassroots Podcast